Welcome back to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, wanted to come on here quick before we start the episode and just say uh, just a huge thank you to anybody and everybody who has watched our film uh, A Long Way From Nowhere, shared it with people that may have liked it as well, and uh, sent us such nice messages or left such wonderful comments on on YouTube. Uh, it's been honestly overwhelming uh, in the best way possible, but um, I'm so glad people are connecting with it. I'm so glad people are finding positivity and finding inspiration from the movie. Uh, it's been really, really cool, but you know, the word really is overwhelming. This is, it's been amazing to hear um, just how it's affecting people and not just people who have messaged me, but people who have messaged anyone else who is involved in, in, you know, getting this thing out there or, or making this uh, no more. So is that, does that make sense? No more. So yeah, we'll go with it. No more. So then today's guest, uh, Jason Comstock, um, I don't know if the movie, I mean, the movie definitely wouldn't be the same without Jason. Uh, he is one of our main, uh, folks that we feature, um, him and his feet, uh, maybe they're two separate entities. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Jason is one of the things that have come out of this project that I'm extremely proud of and happy, happy for, um, in the way it's affected my life, but really just getting to know Jason and getting to become friends with him and watch him persevere in person. And then through the editing and, and through, uh, you know, the, the year it took to get the story out there. Um, but being able to connect with him and meet him and really just find somebody that I'm really inspired by just as a human being. Um, and also, you know, obviously as an endurance athlete, that's been the most wonderful part of this process. And, you know, when you sit down and you get to interview somebody multiple times, you really get to see who that person is. And I have to say, Jason Comstock is a wonderful, beautiful, empathetic, calming presence. Like he is amazing. Um, whenever you just sit down and, and talk with him, you get this sense of like, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> like that kind of thing. He's one of those people that make you just kind of think like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Like there are many, and I'm, and I think what Jason represents to me is the fact that like, people are good. Like people are for the most, like 99.9% .9 of people that you meet are really wonderful, good human beings that are compassionate and caring and things like that. And Jason just is that he's just the representation of that. Um, and we were lucky enough to get to watch his incredible journey at the stage race. Um, but even more lucky to be able to get to know him as a human, 
um, be invited into his house and get to meet his wife and his family and all of that. And that is one of the best things that has happened because we decided to do this project. Um, so anyways, let's get into it. I really wanted to have Jason on because I never really got a chance. I went out and filmed him the next year in uh, 2022 um, doing the stage race. And I talked with him a little bit at camp that year, uh, but I never really got the full chance to hear what the story was like. Basically, I went out and filmed the very last day of that race in 2022. Uh, but the week leading up, you know, my friend Paul, Phil, my friend Thomas, we're all texting all week and we're following Jason's little blue dot across the map um, as we're kind of tracking him and seeing that he's finishing every day, you know, every single day he finished. And when he finished stage four, which is the day he didn't the year before, yeah, the year before, um, I knew I had to go out. I knew I had to, had to go out and, and see him finish the whole thing. Uh, but I never got to hear the story. So we're going to jump into that at the end. We'll talk a little bit about things that we might've missed in the movie. Uh, but Let's get right into it. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 329 with Jason Comstock. Jason, I may have interviewed you more than most human beings on earth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude, I'm just yeah. super excited uh, to, to sit down and, and catch up with you. I, I'm excited too. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um I'm glad that I glad that I met you through uh, through desert, the Desert Rats family. You know, as they say, once a rat, always a rat. So, so I'm excited. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! And you know, I'm going to be honest. I've been waiting to do this specific episode for like two years now. You know, because I'm like, I can't yeah. talk to Jason until we're ready to spoiler alert the movie. You know, yeah. because some of the things I want to talk to you about, I'm like, well, these are definitely like huge like spoilers for that so uh if you haven't seen our film a long way from nowhere pause this and then go check that out give, yeah. give yourself an hour check it out uh and then come back because we're gonna talk a little bit about it so so yeah um but before we start like i just want to ask like how's how's life going how's it treating you how are you doing man life life is really good i'm excited for uh, uh i love running in the snow i love the um um, I don't know when you're going to air this, but so it's, it's February and we just got dumped on. We just got a major snowstorm. We're talking, you know, like two feet of snow around here. And so, and so I love running in the snow. I love snowshoeing, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm done with winter. I really would like to get some sunshine and, and run in the sun. But so, so I'm looking forward to this summer running. Big plan is instead of signing up for a bunch of races, we're going to try to bag some peaks, you know, go to the, any of the peaks around here, around the Salt Lake area and around Utah that we can get to just by running. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to do any rappelling or, you know, any major climbing at the top. So, so I'm looking forward to that. Just trying to kind of map that out. And so, I mean, I'm a, I'm assuming in Salt Lake, that's going to keep you busy for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got, I mean, we've already picked out like six or seven, <laughs> you know, that, that, and, and, and almost all of those, I'm pretty sure all of those are above 11,000 feet. Dang, that is crazy. You're going to have like yeah. giant calves by the end of the summer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. straight up. Yeah, I was just telling you before we started recording, all since all my runs are at like 4.30 in the morning, Yeah, I, I leave in the dark, I come back in the dark. Yeah, And I started 
thinking to myself, like, I'm feeling like a vampire right now, you know? And then I realize I've been drinking this beet juice stuff. So I start the day, I wake up and drink beet juice, which is like blood red, head out like a vampire, come back. I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening? So the other crazy thing is I run with my dog. There are days when I get up, I look at the weather and the temperature and I think, oh, it's too cold for the dog, but I'm still going to go out, (laughs) which is crazy to me. (laughs) Your dog is just like, yeah, it is too cold for me, but you, you go ahead and do that. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing, man. Well, dude. Yeah. I want to talk to you um, about the filming. And then I also want to talk to you about the comeback, the comeback tour in 2022 that I got to witness the end of, but I didn't really even get a chance to like hear all the, all the stories from, from that desert yeah. rats. So, um, can we just start? Like, I don't know if this is a weird kind of a artsy question here, but I just wanted to hear what you think about the name of the film. Like, did that connect with you at all or, or anything like that? Like a long way from nowhere. What does that mean to you? Well, what I like about that is, is when you run, Part of the reason I can't run on a treadmill is I just, I personally would just go crazy. The thing about running a long way from nowhere is at some point you have to turn around and go back. You have (laughs) to get back home. There's no, I mean, I even remember when we had our first race meeting for Desert Rats and um, the race director's up there and he says, look, if you get tired and decide you don't want to go anymore, you got to get to an aid station. Can't, nobody's going to come pick you up. So you got to keep moving. And and, you know, and I've had those times where I've been out running and thinking, well, this is stupid. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, guess what? I still have, you know, I've, I've got another four miles before I can get home. So, so suck it up and keep moving. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah. And it's, it is funny. Like there's a point in that week, like you're traveling from Fruta to Moab and you're way out in the, like, there's a point yeah. where I'm like, I could almost name you the spot where I, I personally feel the farthest away from anything yeah you no know? and once you get by that spot though you slowly start reintegrating with society and it's a little jarring at first you're like whoa there's other people out here this is crazy yeah, yeah. well and what's funny is you don't i don't remember seeing people until the very last day actually yeah. and then yeah. we start seeing four wheelers and you know and stuff doing some of you know some of their crazy stuff but i remember so so the race starts on a monday you run monday and for the most part monday i had cell service you know, I could call home Tuesday morning because of where we camped, still had cell service. After yeah. that, I didn't have cell service until Thursday, you know, so, you know, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no contact really with the outside world, no emails, no, no anything, maybe not even till Friday that we, you yeah. know, till we get close enough to somewhere where we actually had cell service, unless you were up at the top of a mountain, you know, you were, you were literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Close enough to somewhere is the sequel name. Uh, That's right. I'm calling it right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, man, that's part of the appeal to me. I'm like, I like being, it's hard though. It is hard. Like you're a dad. I'm a dad. We're busy, busy guys. Like it's hard being away from your phone because you're nervous about family. But at the same time, like it's just this break that I, I felt like I personally needed in my life. Yeah. No, it is. It's funny. I don't, you don't always realize, and this is just for me. I didn't realize how important it was to shut off my phone and ignore it for a time. Yeah. Until I, it wasn't an option. I mean, you know, yeah, I I couldn't use, it didn't matter if I had a phone because I wasn't going to be able to call anybody. Yeah. And it was great. Actually, it was very uh, liberating. I think not having it, not having to worry about it, not, you know, I mean, we tend to, you know, we tend to spend our lives just always looking at this device. 
and 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 it didn't matter you know yeah I, that's I, I remember getting to the point where i wasn't thinking oh gosh where's my phone you know like i do now because you know, it like i said it didn't matter nobody was going to call me <laughs> yeah no that's that's amazing so um what did you feel about like well let's just let's start with the whole journey here um i wanted to hear like obviously there was a couple i think there was like two big things that happened to you that first year at least that we were able to capture because yeah. i think that's something that's interesting is like it was pure happenstance where we were at i mean we had it planned out where we wanted to be at on the trail but what we were able to actually film was pure happenstance like we happened to be there when x y and z happened you know what i mean um but i think the two big things that we were able to feature was your purpose and your drive as it pertains to like carrying the flag yeah. um and i and then the other things the feet so yeah. <laughs> which, which one would you like to start with jason <laughs> well first of all i just have to say and i think i've told you this but i don't i don't think this made it uh, i don't think i i don't think this has been recorded i had joked with amy my my good friend amy <laughs> she and i run together all the time yeah i had joked when when amy mentioned you guys were going to be filming i had joked i said i'm probably going to be the star of this thing you know ha 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 no big deal now <laughs> i'm not the star that's not the point i'm trying to make but i did not anticipate uh my story being a part of the whole whole you know i was just going to be a, a participant in this thing that was all you know uh I, I have no problem in my life standing in the background i do not need to be front and center <laughs> And because of some of these circumstances, though, I found myself, yeah, maybe a little bit more forward than I normally would like to be. Yeah. So, um, and of course, you know, you mentioned carrying the flag. When you carry the flag, it's hard not to. I mean, you look different. Yeah. Um, and I would say, even in this uh, political climate, people make some assumptions about your political views and where you stand on on issues. Um. In fact, it's so funny because I remember I, the first time I pulled that flag out and I'm getting ready, you know, getting it all set up. And, and somebody looks at me and says, are you really going to carry that? Now, it wasn't they didn't say it in a way like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be hard. It was how dare you yeah. bring that flag out? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I didn't I'm not real bright. So I didn't make that connection right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until um, I think it was it was uh, Friday morning, um, and, and sorry for the spoilers, but so I dropped out. I'm not running on Friday, and I have to explain to everybody why I carry the flag. And um, and I had a number of runners come up to me and say, "I never thought about it like that before. I never it never occurred to me that 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 that's why you would carry the flag." They had made some assumptions that I was, you know. Um, of what I what I believed, yeah. They, because I was carrying the flag, and and even though we'd gotten close, nobody had ever taken the time to say, "Hey, Jason, why do you carry the flag?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we had talked beforehand. I think so. We kind of I, as a film crew, I think we had more of a idea. Like, obviously, we're sitting down there interviewing you, asking you to open up. You know, and I think the whole. Like seeing you and seeing your purpose and seeing your drive to get that done was it something we instantly connected to. And I think it's something that is definitely something to aspire to. Um, can you talk a little bit? And I know we we 
we hit on it in the film, but you know, we obviously did way longer interviews with you and had to edit it yeah. down. Um, and so you spoke really eloquently about what the flag means to you and some of it went in and some of it didn't, but can you kind of like give us an idea? Like, what does this mean to you? Because you're right. Like someone sees you carrying a flag instantly. They're assuming, you know, a billion different things, um, you know, but I think, but I think when you explained it, we're like, wow, this is, this goes way deeper as most things in life do. Like things aren't always just going to be black and white, this or yeah, that, sure. like things are going to be much more complicated and much more, you know, kind of like people, people are more complex than you give them credit yeah. for when you first see them. So, so I, so I guess, so I carry the flag for lots of reasons. Um, number one, um, and I really not in any particular order, I carry the flag because of, I think, I believe that our flag represents what we can be, not what we are. Um, you know, we hear a lot, America is the greatest nation in the world. Uh, I believe we have the potential to be the greatest nation. I think we have some work to do. Um, and so I carry the flag to help us remember that what we're striving for. I carry the flag in memory of soldiers that have made that ultimate sacrifice. And and I'm grateful for my personal, for my military service and, and men and women that I knew personally that made that ultimate sacrifice. I carry that flag as a personal reminder that I've seen those, the flag on on the coffins of those men and women and very grateful for their service because because of their service, um, during the majority of my military career, I was able to serve at a time of peace. Now, there was a time when I wasn't, when I was deployed to Iraq, but, but because men and women were willing to make that sacrifice, I could spend a huge chunk of my military service uh, during the time of peace, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, um, I carry the flag because I want my children to know that that again, that this is what I believe that that we can't that this is you know what we should be striving for is a nation that's that is truly free, that is uh, a place that is safe for for all people, regardless of of what they believe or how they worship or the color of their skin or or any of those things. so yeah, <clears throat> and I think um like, it just seems straight like interesting to me because it feels like in the last five years i'd say the flag has been somewhat co-opted yeah. um by certain groups that strive for hate honestly yeah. um yeah. and and exclusivity and when i talk to you and when i see when i when we go and film it in your office and see all the wooden flags that you've made it's so obvious to me like inclusion for everybody is such an important thing in your life. Um, can you just kind of like speak to that a little bit? Well, I think, so it's interesting. Um, and I talked with friends about this. There was a time, so I've carried the flag for a long time, for a number of years, so probably almost 10 years, I've, you know, carried the flag in, in different races and running. And, and, and there was a time, like you mentioned, just a few years ago, where I thought, gosh, maybe I don't want to be identified with this symbol that unfortunately has been used by hate groups. I mean, I hate to bring this up, but the KKK pulls out the flag and does the Pledge of Allegiance at the start of all their meetings. Yeah. And so there was a t part of me that thought, gosh, maybe maybe this is not how I want to be identified. And a friend said, no, 
We can't let that happen. We have to take it back. And I was so grateful for that. And so I, now I want to carry it with pride and say, hey, I, I don't believe that stuff, but I believe, you know, that we can be better and that this is for all of us. And, and it was amazing to me. I mean, I saw that again, please watch the, uh, watch the documentary, but on that last day when I said, hey, I, guys, I can't carry the flag. Um, this is why I carry it, why I carry it. And then the team decided, I mean, the, the, the runners, people that I, that I literally just met a few days ago yeah, who thought that I was carrying it for this one reason, realized that there was another reason to carry it. And they all participated. They all helped. They made sure that the flag made it the rest of the way into, into Moab, which yeah. I was so grateful for. When I think they saw how much meaning, like how much it meant to you because yeah. they saw your effort, you know, to keep going when, yeah. you know, all sane people would have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got to tell you, and I don't, this, I don't, this isn't in the film, but uh, so on Tuesday, so Tuesday was the day my feet fell apart. So we'll, yeah. we'll combine these stories. So we have the flag <laughs> okay. and, and the feet. My feet fell apart. And, and I think I had about, I don't know, maybe two miles to a mile left. Yeah. And I ran into the film crew and you and I, you were walking with me. And unfortunately, a terrible tragedy had happened in, in you know, in your life at home, um, impacting a, a good friend of yours. And and I got to be honest. So I'm tired. I, I've made the decision at this point. So just so everybody knows. So I have a collapsing flagpole because there are times, especially when you're out on a trail where it's hard to carry the flag through trees and everything. So there are times or when the wind's really bad where I will collapse the flag and carry it in my backpack. So I always have it with me when I'm running. I always try to start the first at least five miles and then run with it for the last five miles. So day Tuesday, um, it, the high temperature, I think, is like 125, 116. I don't it know. Was it, insane, was just, <laughs> it was just really bad. It was really hot weather. And my feet uh, are, have fallen apart. And I've made the decision. I'm not going to pull the flag out. I'm not going to carry it. I'm just going to say, I just, I just got to finish. Too much energy. Get, yeah, I just got to get this. I just got to finish this thing. And you and I are visiting and you share with me this terrible thing that's happened. And which I hadn't shared to any of the other runners. So yeah, my friend, yeah. uh, our SRO officer um, at, at my middle school, I mean, you would have loved him, Jason. Like you guys are kind of like, you remind me of similar people, just the complete kindness and love of life. And anyone who meets him instantly is comfortable, you know, and just you're in a friendly presence, I guess. Yeah. Um, he was the first day of filming he was shot and killed back in arvada um at our like basically like right next to our local library um he was kind of ambushed and um it was something that it was a weird week because we, me and chris the other chris were grieving while also doing this huge project adventure that we'd been looking forward to but i found so much comfort in just all just being around all of you guys yeah. at camp and everything it was it was this like aura of love and laughter and happiness and i remember i could feel it like i could just yeah. completely feel it and when we ran into you on day two this was like 24 hours later um and our brains are all fried because it's like 116 yeah. degrees yeah and uh yeah and i i I don't know what I don't know why I even told you about. It. I didn't want anyone. I didn't want any of the runners to like take on 
what I was going through because you guys are all going through your own individual journeys along the way. Um, but it meant a lot. It meant the world to me that I was able to carry the flag with you. Yeah. Well, and, and when you told me that and the flag wasn't out when you told me and I said, well, well, let's carry the flag for him. And so, yeah. so now it's not about me. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. You know, the minute you make it about yourself, it's for me anyway, it's hard to accomplish stuff because I'm weak. I'm lazy. But, but if I, but if it's about somebody else, well, then I'm going to, I'm going to push through that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we pulled the flag out, which I was grateful for. Got a chance to, you got a chance to carry it, which I, I think, I, th I think too, when you do, again, when you do something for somebody else, especially when you're away from home, you know, it's not like you can go, uh, you're not in a spot to go take a meal to this family. You're not in yeah. a spot to go comfort his family because you're busy. You're doing this thing that you've been planning for. But when you can do something like that, I think it, it can help your own healing through that grieving process. And so, and so it was great though, because then now the flag's out and, and I just got to finish, you yeah. know? So, yeah. I mean, I appreciated you sharing that, your willingness to, to carry the flag for a bit because because now, like I said, now I gotta, I gotta keep going. So yeah, and was really, was I, it was that was like one of the highlights of the week for me. Like that was so, so meaningful. Um, a year later in the editing process, I was like, man, I'm in all of these shots with Jason and the flag. Like, how are we gonna, <laughs> how are we gonna wrap this up? But uh, yeah. Cause I was like, we tried to put some in and then we're like, this makes no sense. There's just like another random person. No one know. <laughs> <laughs> walking yeah. next to him i'm like yeah that's true we have an awesome like drone shot of me and you walking along that road but uh but yeah so but yeah man i appreciate that and i'll forever appreciate you for that um one last kind of bit about the flag i i'm curious to see what you think because like i said to for all of us who have interviewed you and and got to know you and stuff like obviously inclusion is such a big thing for you and um kindness is such a big thing and when we went to your office and we saw you building the flags um i d i'm hoping we got the perspective that we were intending which is like hey like this guy is respectful to all sorts of different groups who in recent times seem to be split along the political spectrum and yet you're here making flags for like every everybody because to you the flag means something totally different which just means this is this is our symbol in our country and it's more to you you're more of a a beacon of bringing people together rather than tearing people apart and i hope we were able to capture that and i i think we were a bit but um but yeah i just want to hear your perspective kind of on that. yeah no i mean that 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 is absolutely absolutely true i mean again so what what started What's again? So what caused me to kind of think, "Mush, maybe I don't want to carry the flag." Somebody, I was listening to a podcast, I think, and somebody said, uh, "This was a black person said, as a black person, if I'm protesting something and I see a group coming towards me and they're carrying the flag, I'm afraid." Mm. And that broke my heart. Yeah, I don't want somebody to see the flag and be and have fear. Yeah, uh, you know, I want them to know that. Oh, okay, that's that's safety. Yeah. But but that's not where we're at in our in our dialogue, unfortunately, as a country. And so, like I said, for me, I just wanted to take it back and say, no, this is for this is for all of us, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so I think there's a lot more work to do, obviously. But I but I want to you know I want to continue that. I want 
us to be able to to have pride in in what we again what we can be maybe not what we are and maybe not what we've been because we've made some mistakes yeah and unfortunately the flag has been used to lead that charge at times yeah but i think we got to take it back i think we have a responsibility to take it back yeah and and make the flag you know again represent all of us yeah no i love that and i love that you are you know, the beacon of hope in that, at least to me, because like you said, I think there was a lot of people who were, who were like, I never looked at, at it from that perspective, especially in yeah. recent times and, and things like that. So yeah, man, I, I, I think that is so unbelievably amazing. And like I said, when I was able to carry it with you and knowing what it meant to you, um, that's contagious, you know, like that kind of drive, and um purpose is is something that is contagious so i i absolutely love that um we have a song in the movie and it's just called jason's feet uh (laughs) that was a big uh entertainment at our screening in breckenridge is the credits are playing and then amy came up to me and she's like i love that there's a song just called jason's feet (laughs) like yeah i know uh so your feet were a big thing Yes. Um, (laughs) You, uh, you lost not because I wear a size 15 either. (laughs) Yeah. You, um, you basically, I don't know how to describe it, except you were sitting there eating a hamburger after stage two and Andrea, the doctor is just cutting your feet off basically. (laughs) And when I saw that happening, I was like, this is ultra running in a nutshell, man. Like he's getting his feet cut off. He's eating a hamburger. The other, like Laura, the other, uh, one of the EMTs is like eating uh, off her plate, like inches from your feet as this is happening. And I'm like, this is genius. Like what is happening? But at the same time, I'm like, just looking at those things, I'm like, I don't know how anyone could even possibly go on because, you know, we've all had little blisters here and there and they hurt so bad. And yeah. yours were like half of your feet, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't so, even know. I, there wasn't a question there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, well, the thing that's so here's the crazy thing. And I don't remember if we talked about this. So Tuesday, I'm running with Mikey. And I don't remember where we are, but at some point, I think I like stepped on a rock. So, you know, Mm. there's a spot where you're running and there's a lot of rocks. It's kind of a technical area. I mean, not, not terrible, but I like stepped on a rock. And as I stepped on this rock, this, like this edge of this rock, I said to Mikey, oh, I think I just popped a blister. So I'm pretty sure that's where it started. Yeah. And then for some reason, and I think. So one of the things that a lot of runners fear, and I'm one of them, is not finishing. Not finishing yeah. is, it's it's awful. You know that that DNF mm-hmm. on your on your record on your permanent record. <laughs> and and I'd had a race a while back where I fell, and then I got to the next aid station and I sat, and I found myself sitting for way too long, to the point that I just was not interested in going on anymore. And and I missed the cutoff and I was fine with it. But, but I mean, I was like devastated and I thought, oh, the problem was because I sat for too long Yeah, and that wasn't really the problem, but that's what I put in my head. So when we got to the aid station, I made a choice not to get my feet looked at or not to change my socks or not to put a bandaid on. I thought it's fine. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. 
And then, of course, the weather got hot. And the second half of, uh, well, there's a big chunk during uh, day two on Tuesday where it's so hot where you're running through the sand, mm-hmm. which is just awful. I mean, oh, just, that is the, yeah. the, one of the runners my first year running it, uh, he described it in some gratuitous way that was really funny to me. And I can't remember now, but it's basically just like this eight mile sand yeah. Nothing. There's nothing around. You've been, you had like a water drop, but you haven't had an aid yeah. station forever. And, and, and it's just mostly a, straight too, by the way, you yeah. can literally see miles ahead of <laughs> yeah. you. And there's a railroad to the right of you. And that's the only shade. Yeah. If you wanted shade, you'd yeah. have to walk like 50 yards underneath the railroad track. And that is it. Yeah. There's nothing else there. Yeah. It is, in my opinion, it's the hardest part of the race hands uh, yeah. down because it's just brutally exposed and brutally yeah. long. And like you said, Sandy, which just makes it way harder. Yeah. And so once you get out of the sand and then you get to the, an aid station and then you're on a dirt road for a while, and then you get on this blacktop. But at this point I'm getting close to missing the cutoff. And so in spite of the fact that, you know, my feet hurt at this point, I just gotta, I just gotta keep going. Yeah. And, um, and I, I knew that they were bad. I didn't know how bad really until the, until they literally cut my socks off. I said, just cut them off. Cause once I took my shoes off and my socks are all bloody and everything, I'm like, yeah, just, and you know, and, and, and then runners know, you know, these are like, you know, $65 compression socks. Like, I don't care. Just, just cut them off. Just cut them off at this point. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We're going to use that as promotional footage for the movie, by the way, the cutting of yeah. the socks of the bloody yeah. socks, like, yeah. come on, who's not going to watch it after seeing that. <laughs> um, yeah. and then I guess like, so that happens, you keep going, you push through the next day, which is yeah. nine miles. Um, and you end with a smile on your face. You know, I, I don't think we put that in the movie. We didn't want people to know you were smiling at any point, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, you end that with a smile on your face. Everyone came out and kind of was cheering you on and stuff. Uh, and then day four starts. And all I'm, this is my number one memory from the expedition day in the morning was the med crew trying to put socks, like you're trying to put your socks on, they're trying to put your socks on, <laughs> but they're also trying not to like hurt your feet. You know, yeah. they're trying to yeah. like be gentle. And it's just taking super long to the point where, read the race director's like time to line up and you're like i'm still putting my socks on yeah yeah but uh i do want to hear about day four because we didn't see you a lot during that day um Mm -hmm. as we were filming and so we didn't have a lot of footage we kept hearing about how you were doing we kind of uh in the movie we kind of like we kind of jawsed you you know like you were the shark in jaws like you didn't see him where's jason i don't know like that kind of thing like build the tension that way but uh but yeah like can i hear a little bit about that day like you're basically just moving on raw nerves at that point yeah so (laughs) day four is interesting because the other days um even with the pain even you know day three you know the nine miles you know my feet hurt um but, but it was still fun. Um, I still enjoyed it. I had a good time. Day four was emotional. Yeah. It was really interesting. I mean, it was really emotional. First of all, um, you know, a long way from nowhere, I'm, there's not even people around. I don't, I mean, I literally, I don't see anybody. Once the race starts on day four, everybody takes off. They're all running. Yeah. The only time I see people is, 
so we start, we do a staggered start. So you have the slow people start first and then, you know, the fast runners go about a half an hour to an hour behind you. And, um, and, and so the only time I see people is when the fast runners pass me. Yeah. And so, but I, I found it, it was, it was, like I said, it was really, it was emotional. I was surprised at the emotions that I felt of, uh, um, I don't know. That day cracks you open though. I think it, it I think it happens to an extent to everybody. And you are, that's what I'm talking about. When I say in my mind, when, where am I the farthest away from anybody? It's on that day. It's in the middle of that day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, I was, I was all alone. There was no, uh, and, and and I didn't know where the sweepers were. It wasn't until, um, I got much farther down the road that I yeah. realized the sweepers were just behind me. But in my mind, I am literally out in the middle of nowhere. In fact, I'm on like on top of, I am pre four. Um, there's a spot called, is it the Rose Garden? Yeah. There's a spot be, when it starts to rain. That's where I'm at. <laughs> so now most people, most folks have actually gotten way past that when yeah. it starts to rain. I'm still, I'm still up, you know, up in that area when it starts to rain. And um, I find myself, I'm, I'm a, look, I'm a spiritual guy. I find myself praying a lot. Um, I, um, I prayed for a miracle. I asked God to heal my feet and that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> um, I, I prayed again to, to ask God to make me strong enough to finish. And uh, again, that, that didn't happen. Um, I said, okay, you can't heal my feet and I'm not sure I'm going to be strong enough. Can you at least take some of the pain away? And I'm going to be honest with you. That didn't happen. Either. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, um, eventually, eventually. The pain yeah. Away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in the moment at that very moment, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was amazing though. Uh, the rain came, I will tell you the desert in the rain is amazing. It's the it most is. beautiful thing I've ever seen. The colors, the sounds. Now, again, I could have been hallucinating because of how much pain I was in, but it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. But, um, but I really, I was really struggling. And then um, one of the, I, as I'm going, the, the sweepers come up behind me and, um, and they're like, how you doing? And I'm about 26, 27 miles in at this point. And I'm like, I'm doing good. You know, I'm always going to tell you I'm doing good. That's never going to tell you otherwise. And, and, um, and then, um, okay, well, and then Laura, I think Laura was her name. She was one of the sweepers yeah. and she was also one of the nurses on the med team. She's like, well, I'm just going to, she would park her car and then walk with me for a little bit. And it was great, you know, good to visit with somebody. Cause I've been alone, what felt like forever. Um, and then she would run back to her car and then drive a little bit and then get out and walk with me for a while. I was so grateful. I would not have made it as far without, without yeah. her just walking with me. But the other thing that's funny to me that happens is my, so my watch at this point is dead. My, uh, I still have a little bit of juice in my phone, but I have no way of telling exactly where I am. And the only thing I have basically really is my pedometer on my phone. And it says I'm about 30 miles in and there's supposed to be an aid station here. (laughs) And I'm starting to, I find myself getting angry. I mean, I'm really mad. Yeah. They said there was an aid station at mile 30. Why isn't there an aid yeah. station at yeah. mile 30? Yeah. <laughs> but I just keep, I just keep walking. And and I mean, look, all I have is walking. And and it's funny because because so my feet just, you know, for again, if you haven't seen the the movie, there might the balls of my feet are basically raw. There is there's there's Nothing. no more skin on them. I mean, she I've was calling Andrea, the doctor was calling yeah. her husband who works in the burn unit. 
That's yeah. how serious it was. She was like yeah. calling him up, like, what do I do? There's no skin on here. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what I'm walking on. And and it's so funny because I've convinced myself walking uphill is bad. So as long as I'm going downhill, it's fine. And then after a while, no, it's downhill that's bad. Uphill yeah. is better. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But anyway, I finally start to get to the point where um where I can't I, I start to think. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Comstock. What are you doing? You got to go home at some point. Yeah. You got a family. You yeah. got a job. Yeah. You can really mess things up. So what's what are you doing? And so I, you know, I keep walking, and finally, I decide. Um, I decide at that point. Okay, I'm I'm gonna stop. And so I just stop. I literally stop walking, which of course is what they tell you not to do. But I knew the sweepers were right behind me, yeah. so I thought, yeah. I'm just gonna stop. Let them catch up and say, guys, I'm. I'm out. <laughs> and so, and so, so I get into Laura's truck and she's driving and I said, Hey, what's the, would you reset the speedometer? I mean, reset your odometer. I want to know how far to the next, to the eight state. I want to know how far off I am. Cause I think I'm, I should be here. This should be 30 miles. Yeah. And she goes, um, what felt like forever, another two miles down the road before we get to the eight station. So day four with the feet that I had, I made it 28 miles. Yeah. But drive doing that drive to that next aid station, I would not have made. And that's the aid station. I don't remember what it's called, but it's this crossroads. You come to a T. Yeah. And then you turn and head up the mountain, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got like seven. And miles. you've already been heading up the mountain that whole right. like last 12 yeah, miles. Yeah, but, but it gets really, it gets really steep when you're on this dirt road. And then once yeah. you get to the top of the mountain, then you've got like like seven miles i think to the eights to the eight station after you get to the top of the mountain and it's yeah. steep downhill it's hard not to not to run that downhill that's how steep it is you yeah know? you yeah. can't just walk yeah on this on this, de on this decline because of no. how steep it is. yeah man it was uh i mean you had literally had every single person there cheer like rooting you on yeah yeah and uh we could tell that it was pretty devastating to have to call it a day, even though, like I said, I mean, most people probably would have called it a day after the second one, one they when they cut the layers of skin off. But, um, but yeah, but, but so funny, though, that that emotion though is crazy. I mean, I in my mind, again, I, I thought it was a failure. I yeah, thought I failed. yeah I yeah. wasted my money. I had taken all this time away from my family. Yeah, I, and I was carrying the flag. Yeah. Oh, what a what an idiot I must be, you know, because yeah. I couldn't do this crazy thing. And yet to all of us, we're sitting at camp and you're like our hero, you know? Well, so and, it's see, a funny perspective. That, yeah, that was the crazy thing. You know, I'd said I'd prayed for this, all of these miracles. And yeah. in my mind, none of them happened. And then I get into camp and all these people that I literally just met four yeah. days ago. They're I told all, you that was going to happen. Remember, know, we talked in the. It's not that I didn't believe you, but I'd never seen it before. Maybe, and all yeah. of a sudden, all these people are like giving me a hug, yeah. and they're telling me how awesome I. I mean, he, in my mind, I have failed. Yeah, and yet yeah. they're all telling me, "Oh my gosh, you're amazing! I want to be like you." Um, yeah. Good job. I mean, they're putting jackets and hats and coat. I mean, everybody's bringing out all of their stuff because, <laughs> you know, I. I'm the only person that doesn't have a jacket on at this point because it's dark and it's cold and I'm, you know, shaking and, you know, probably in shock a little bit. And, <laughs> so, oh, it was man. just, it was amazing. It was just amazing. Was amazing. That, that friendship that I felt was, yeah, I, I was, I've never felt anything like it. Well, I told you like walking to that camp is that it, that's when it happens. Everyone's day four, everyone becomes 
one in a weird yeah. way. And yeah. when I was you know, on my own journey, you know, walking down that road, I had just talked to my wife. She gave me an update on my friend Gordon and what was going on. And I just started sobbing like down that road, just yeah. sobbing. And it's funny, this tiny stretch of road is where I've learned like my most important life lessons. Like I'm kind of scared to drive back there. Cause I'm like, something's yeah. gonna happen. I'm gonna learn yeah. like a life lesson right now or something. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm walking down that little, like I was probably half mile from camp, but uh, I'm sobbing. Oh, cause that's where we got service. So I had to go out there that far away, but I'm sobbing down that road and I'm just hearing everyone laughing at camp and it's palpable like you're just feeling the love yeah. like they always talk yeah. about vibes like good vibes bro like that kind of thing <laughs> and i'm like that's what i felt though i felt the vibes and the vibes from that camp was love and I, that yeah. was amazing man. but yeah. i do i want to hear about 2022 so okay. that happens there Our i movie was happens <laughs> there he was he's like i'm 100 signing up again i have to yeah. get this done we all this was my first time missing missing it for three years so i'm totally like fomo you know i'm texting all the other desert rats who aren't there and we're just like you know watching yeah. your little dot on the map and stuff <laughs> and yeah can you kind of tell me about that like yeah. i know by when we saw you finish day four I was like, I'm 100% driving out to watch the end of this. This is absolutely incredible. And I, I want to be there. So yeah, tell us a little bit about 2022. So 2022 was, was great. I'd learned a lot from the previous year. And I should say too, I signed up like two weeks after 2021. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I'm just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> so, you know, uh, my feet hadn't healed yet, but I'm already, I've already signed up to do this thing again. Cause I, I, it was that impactful to me. So I did a, I learned a lot, uh, knew kind of what I, what I, you know, some of the stuff I needed to know to be prepared, um, wanted to do more heat training, but, um, you know, this, the, the weather around here didn't, didn't, you know, cooperate, but, yeah. but, um, but, it, but no, so we, so we get there, uh, some of the same people are there, um, meet news, meet a few new people, but it's great. Uh, everything goes really good. My first um first day i mean i so i have my times to compare so so first two days i'm um first three days i'm 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 a, either either equal to or ahead of my time yeah you know the what i had done the previous year so i'm really happy with how well it's going you know i'm i'm not last i'm not the last person in not in last place on um thursday so day four on day four um first of all i make it past mile 28 which I was very grateful for. Do you remember the exact spot? You know? I took a picture. I took a picture. I got a <laughs> selfie of myself. That's my awesome. Life. That's awesome. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I just keep going, um, make it to the, of course, the aid station at mile 30, which really wasn't mile 30. But from there, you've got like another 13 miles to go. You got a half marathon after you yeah. get that aid station. Yeah. And there's one more aid station at about six or seven miles at the top of the mountain and then seven miles down into camp. But this is a long day. I, I think we started at, I don't remember if we started at seven or eight o'clock and then, and then, but I didn't, I didn't finish until 10, 1030 that night. So yeah. I mean, you're running, I mean, it's all day. There's just yeah. no stopping. But, um, but I found myself as I'm running, one of the, one of the things that I found was, first of all, I'm, I'm I've got, I, I'm now horse at this point. 
I can't really talk very easily. And um, as I run downhill, my heart rate would start to would start to spike. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, 200 beats a minute. And, it, and like I said, uh, that last seven miles of day four is really steep. It's hard not to run. Yeah. Yeah. And so so I just kind of again just muscle through it, knowing that there's a good chance I probably have COVID. Yeah. Uh, and I start wearing a a mask well it's confusing too though because everyone's it was really windy and everyone's breathing in dirt yeah. and all that like it's just yeah it has to be hard to even is this because i'm doing a really hard physical thing or am i actually sick or like how is this happening you know thankfully my feet were in good shape this year so it wasn't an issue yeah um and then um so last day i'm running again anytime i go downhill my heart rate would start to jump and up. the last day is like all downhill yeah. And so I have to slow down. Yeah. In fact, uh, um, there's a great gal that has run this thing a number of times and she finished this year, Liz. Liz. Oh my God. That was the other reason. I mean, yeah. I was like, I want to see Jason finish, but I have to be there for Liz finishing, you know? Yeah. So, so Liz, Liz and I are at the last aid station. Um, I get there and then she gets there. And, and so I take off and then she catches up with me and she says, and now Liz is, I don't know, five foot something. And just the nicest person in the world but she looks at me looks at me and 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 this maybe this is her stern you know school teacher voice but she's like if we want to finish in time we have to maintain this pace and she takes off <laughs> and so i try to catch up with her but my again my heart rate spikes yeah and i'm like well dang okay so what do i do do i do i take it easy do i push through this yeah and um and so i'm not able to keep up with Liz, Liz finishes. I actually finished. I think I finished last that day. I didn't yeah. finish last overall, but I finished last that on the day. Last day of running. Yeah. And uh, but she's able to take off and and um, and I can't quite keep up with her. But at about you know two miles before Andrea, the doctor comes out and she says, "Do you mind if I walk with you?" And I thought she was just worried about you know my my health. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "No, no. I know you guys well enough to know that that." that you would crawl across the finish line if that was required. I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted a chance to run with you for a yeah. little bit. Oh, super nice. Yeah. So, you know, so again, now I've got people with me. Um, I, because it had been kind of windy that last day, I hadn't pulled the flag out yet. So yeah. two miles before the finish, I pulled the flag out, you know, and, and, and I'm able to, to finish, go to my hotel and test positive for COVID. <laughs> I saw, so I came out for the last day. Yeah and had my own little adventure which was amazing where me and uh damon and jeff two of the emts went out on porcupine rim where some mountain biker had crashed oh, and yeah. broken his ankle yes. and they were like they were, they were like we'll go out and just set the ankle and and make sure the guy's comfortable give him some water uh while we wait for the ambulance to come up they're like chris do you want to go with us i'm like yeah, dude. I was like, I've never been on like a mountain rescue <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, but it was cool because I think one thing that was important to me in all of the filming process, including that year was like, I wanted to be out on the trail away from the aid stations and seeing people out like way out there, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, we all do it. We get to the aid station, we put on a little happy face. You know, my friend yeah, told me yeah. once he saw me at an aid station, he was like, he was there with my wife and kids and stuff. And he's like, yeah, you were smiling, but I could see behind those eyes. You were in some pain. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we were out there and 
you know, helping that guy out and we saw you and Liz go by and I have a video of you going up that hill and I'm like, oh, he looks like he looks like he's in some pain right now, <laughs> you know, and luckily when you came back down, you were you were moving faster for sure. So I was like, yeah. all right, we got this. We got this. But but yeah, man, what up? Yeah, I will tell you, Rook. So at, on that that porcupine spot, you basically you run up. It's an out and back. You go pick up a stone that has your number on it. Yeah. And so I'm going, and again, I'm thinking I know exactly what my mileage is. So the bucket that's got my stone should be right here, but it's not. Yeah. So I have yeah. to keep running. And again, I'm finding it's funny the emotions. I'm getting mad. I'm getting angry. Yeah. Where has Glenn, who's the race uh, photographer and and brother to the race director, where's where's he dropped this thing? And how come it's so off course and all this kind of thankfully we find it and uh and Liz and I get our numbers and turn around and, and head back and yeah and are able to finish. But well, Paul, my my friend and the co-director and the guy, my inspiration, obviously, yeah. as like a film filmmaker, he's amazing. But he did the race twice, 2018, 2019. And 2019, I'll never forget him in uh one of the other runners in that section they just came back cracking up they thought it was so funny because they just started cursing everything in the world out loud <laughs> yeah because they went too far so they couldn't find it and just like every everything was it was just so funny it was one of those things where you're feeling terrible someone else is feeling terrible and you're just putting words to it you know yeah. and it somehow yeah. makes you feel better <laughs> yeah. um but yeah man what um I wrote down some like was which one i mean to you personally and maybe they're both like i feel like it's one big journey uh the desert acid journey but but was there a bigger impact on you personally like 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 not reaching your goal the first year or actually pushing through and finishing the second year well i so i think they're different i mean i think we learn a lot <laughs> when we fail you know yeah and yeah. I want to be careful using that word because I wouldn't describe that as a failure. That's not I, so I want to be careful there. But 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 when we do things that are hard, where there is the chance of of failure, yeah. I think we learn a lot about ourselves and who we are and what what we really can do. I mean, I can do hard things. I know that. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I can push through, um, and it, probably uh, an incredible amount of pain. Maybe not to my own safety, but but I can yeah. push through an incredible amount of pain. And so, so going back was good. It was, I mean, it was a great experience, but it was, I don't know for me that there was a, I don't want to compare the two years. Cause that's not the right, that's not the right way. Was it, did you have like, did you put a lot of pressure on yourself that second year? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I trained more. I, I felt like I was definitely more prepared. I was lighter. I was probably 20 pounds lighter Yeah, going into it. Um, because sometimes that pressure is good because it helps you succeed, but sometimes it's like it makes it, I don't know, a different experience. You're not yeah. enjoying it in the same way. Yeah. That, that's absolutely right. I didn't, again, maybe it's because I was naive the first year. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, but I mean, there was all these great people I was going to get to know. And then this year, uh, the 2022, the second time, I didn't, maybe I didn't go out of my way as much to get to know people. Because yeah. now I've just got to finish this thing. That's mm. the goal. The goal is to finish this thing. Yeah. Um, where the first year was, I mean, it was to finish. That was part of it. But 
but it was also all of it. It was all the, the experience. experience you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, was I mean, those friendships just last, as you pointed out, they just, they last forever. I mean, I still keep in touch with, with, with folks that I ran with both years. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Was there, when you crossed the finish line, was there a sense of closure at all? Yes, I didn't. Um, it's a race I want to do again, but I didn't feel Me the too. same urge to go back into So I, I'm not signed up to go back this year. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that same urgency to get back there so that I, that I could finish it. I want to go back again. Um, but like I said, there wasn't that same urge that there was 2021 when I didn't finish. I was like, gosh, I got to go back. Yeah. Do this. I, I do want to go back and I'd love to try to find a way to stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but there's too many things out of, you know, out of your control when you're out running like that. Totally was. And I guess the last thing, um, I noticed at the end of 2022, you gave the flag to Reed and Kyla, the race yeah. directors. Um, can you just talk about that a little bit? So one of the things I've, I've always done is, is I try to, to give the flag to, you know, somebody that's had an impact on me or, or, you know, the, the, uh, some of the other things. And the flag that I carried this year was the same flag that I carried last year. Yeah. So, and so, and all the training miles in between, you know, and some, even some other races. And so, um, I just was very grateful for Reed, number one, um, for supporting veterans, you know, being willing to let me carry the flag. He could have said from day one, "What? Do you, hey, I don't know what this is about, but I don't want it here. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't. He didn't. In fact, he, he even told me at the end of the first year, 2021, he said, you know, I almost asked you to put that away um, early on in the race. Um, but for some reason he chose to let me continue to carry it. And then when he found out why I was carrying it, he's, you know, he said he was glad that, that he did, that he did allow me to, to keep carrying it. Um, yeah. so I was grateful for that. And it's just grateful for, you know, I think organizing that race is a lot of work. I mean, oh, yeah. and we run through, I think some of the beautiful, some of the most incredible and beautiful parts of our country. I mean, I love the desert. The desert is amazing. Yeah. And so very grateful for that yeah that's chance yeah so. definitely <clears throat> well man i have to say it's been absolutely wonderful I, I i was telling my wife this um while it was probably the year we were editing um but i was like man because we were watching some documentary and i was like what you don't get to see or what you what a lot of people probably don't understand is like if you're producing something like this like you're a part of these people's lives for for a while like they're a part of your life now <laughs> you yeah, know yes. and i was so lucky and so excited and granted like i knew everyone that does the race is absolutely inspirational to me um yeah. but i was like man look at the people's whose life we get to be a part of like they're all wonderful they're all people i look up to um they're all people who have taught me a bit more about the world and about myself and and all of this and i'm just so honored like i've been able to to meet you and interview you and and all of this like i think it's just been such a wonderful experience from from my end for sure yeah well, so i mean i think you, you could have you could have i think the documentary could have been made about you know 30 different people that of ran. course yeah I mean, that's the thing know, it was uh, super hard <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, I mean, I, it's just, it, like I said, it's amazing. It's an amazing group of people that I am so grateful that I get to, to call my friends, really. I mean, yeah, you know, that you keep in touch with and, and, and so, so grateful for, 
for that so yeah awesome well thank you man i'll have to have you back on the podcast at some point i would love to have you and amy on at the same time and uh just hear some tales of stuff you guys have gotten into so so yeah well, uh like thanks said, for I'm coming forward to, to all of our runs this year and and hopefully you can make it to salt lake and and uh, and run with us i, think I hope so fun. yeah i hope so and i i can't wait to if i can't make it i can't wait to hear how the wasatch film festival went and, and yeah. all of that i hope i hope you get to bring a bunch of people you run with and stuff there so awesome yeah. well thanks man hey thank you sir talk that to you later yep all righty that wraps up this week's episode of the like a bigfoot podcast uh i mean it seems silly to even be saying thank you to jason uh like that word those words don't mean enough you know to me uh but but truly, Jason, thank you. Like I said in the intro, I just really appreciated getting to know you. And I'm honestly, truly inspired by you. Um, but not just you as an athlete, but you as a human being. So thank you for everything. Um, being able to kind of feature Jason was one of the highlights of this whole entire thing for me. So um, thank you, buddy. Uh, appreciate it. Hopefully we get to head out onto the trail soon um, and compete in something seemingly ridiculous, but also have our feet not fall into little tiny bits of, and pieces along the way. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that wraps up this week's episode. I think I kind of like this. So I still have one more interview about the movie uh, with Phil Pinty, but I kind of like what I did last week where I went back to like a regular episode. So I wasn't, well, I'm trying not to overdo it on a project that I'm extremely proud of. Uh, and if you haven't watched it yet, you all should go on youtube check out a long way from nowhere also just side note and i'll probably talk about this more in a few weeks but the channel that we went with uh robbie ballinger and reese robinson the audacious report they robbie just ran from los angeles to las vegas in an obscene like maybe obscene is not the best word in an insane crazy short amount of time i'm trying to look it up right now uh yeah 288 miles 90 hours 49 minutes which is mind-blowing uh they filmed the whole thing while it was happening and they're releasing that film sometime in the next week so that's crazy that's reese's reese is the filmmaker um, with Robbie and that's his own kind of special endurance event is that he's like going to churn these things out. Um, and then they're about to help a buddy run across America. They're going to put out weekly episodes. So if you didn't subscribe to that, I would highly suggest it because there's going to be a lot of really cool adventure endurance content um, that they're putting out over the next few weeks. So if you're into this kind of stuff, um, I, I would like I am yeah uh, definitely jump on and check that out so um but yeah I think that wraps up this week's episode uh thank you all so much uh hope you all are having a wonderful week it's slowly here in Colorado 
we're slowly coming out of winter. Um, I'm feeling my mood increase. I'm feeling my motivation. Uh, I'm feeling happier that I'm able to actually get out in sunlight more often. Um, and so I hope that is how you are feeling as well. I hope you have a lot of awesome things on the horizon. And yeah, I just hope you have a really good week. All right. Talk to you next week.